0: It's time for Recipe of the Day. Happy Independence Day. I have to tell you that since becoming an American last spring, this holiday has really become important and special to me. I feel this extra tingle, like tear in my eye kind of feeling. And so I want to say to all of you Americans out there, whether you were born American or became one like me. Happy special day to you. I hope you're celebrating and I hope you're eating something wonderful and special. So I am telling you about something wonderful and special, and that is a Wagyu burger. Making a burger out of Wagyu beef is probably the most special burger that you can make. So what is Wagyu? Traditionally, it refers to a specific breed of cattle from Japan that is known for its rich marbling and buttery taste. There are four different breeds of Wagyu cattle designated in Japan, but you can also get American Wagyu beef and Australian Wagyu beef. American is where it's at today though, right? That is typically Wagyu cows that have been crossed with Angus cows. And then you get this really luscious, amazing beef. So what I was curious about for myself is if I'm going to get that more expensive, very special Wagyu beef, and I'm going to turn it into something as like basic as a hamburger, how do I make it as delicious and perfect as possible? You probably already know what I'm going to say if you've listened to me before. And I'm going to say that the most important thing when working with ground meat to make any kind of patty, meatloaf, meatball, anything like that, is to make sure you don't over. Work it. And that is because that sort of light and soft texture that we get in burgers and things like that is coming because of those strands of meat. You know, when you look at a package of ground beef, it's got those like wavy cylindrical strands to it. That means that there's like a fluffiness, there's space in between each strand, right? And that is what gives it that texture. If you go and mush those all together and like crush them into a paste, so there are no strands left you lose that softness and that is what gives you tough burgers. So if you're spending the extra money on this special beef, you want to make sure you don't do that and you want to handle it as little as possible. I have two recommendations for you here. So we are going to be seasoning the meat, but we're not adding anything else. There's no breadcrumbs. There's no egg going on in here. This is too special. We don't want to add any other flavors or textures, just a little seasoning. So how do we get the seasoning into these burgers without working it very much? Like I said, there are two options. The first is you just form your patties directly from the package. Divide it into as many portions as you want. Compress them into cylinders, kind of gently smoosh them into discs from there. Not too hard, but hard enough so that they're going to hold together then you're going to season the outside of the patties. You see, if you season the outside, then you're not having to mix things together and risk compressing all that lovely meat. So you can season the outside. You just have to season it pretty liberally because the inside of your burger patty is not going to be seasoned. This is not my favorite solution, especially if I'm doing a thicker burger and especially if I'm going to do any kind of like medium cooked or not like medium well or well done cooked burger. I find that when that meat is a little bit rarer, it needs a little bit of that seasoning. I really like it in there. So I've come up with a technique that works brilliantly to get some seasoning right into the burger without needing you to overly mix it. What you're going to do is take your packet of meat and turn it onto a baking sheet. Then you're just going to spread it out a little bit with your fingers. Just kind of loosen it up and spread it out. You're not compacting anything. You're not pressing anything. You're just giving it a little more space. Then you're going to sprinkle your seasonings on top of that. I am recommending a half teaspoon of salt and a half teaspoon of onion powder. You could do a little garlic powder if you wanted as well. Nothing else. Now, I know some of you really want to put some chopped raw onions in there, but I'm telling you, it just is going to be too hard to mix those in evenly and you're better off to do the seasonings in this case. Okay, so you sprinkle that meat that you've spread out on that tray and then just kind of toss it together a little bit just so that that seasoning is kind of mixing through then make your patties from that. You haven't mixed anything, you haven't pushed anything together, you have not compressed anything, and you're going to do the same thing. You're forming it into a sphere, a ball in your hands, compacting it fairly well, and then squishing it into a disc, trying to not push too hard, but just hold them together. Now you've just got to cook them. You can, of course, grill them. It is the special grilling day of the year, the 4th of July, in which case you want a medium hot grill, and it's going to be five to seven minutes per side, depending on how Well, you like your patties cooked. I do recommend when you're working with something as special as this, that you get an instant read thermometer or even a probe thermometer, and you monitor that temperature because you want it perfect, right? But you'll start with six minutes on the first side, then flip it over if you're putting cheese on your burger, and I really think you should. The cheese goes on then, and then you cook it until it's your desired doneness. It's going to be about six minutes for medium. Same deal if you are doing a cast iron skillet, which is really my recommendation for this kind of burger. You get more contact with a cooking surface, which means more caramelization, more of that crust that you really want on your burger. I know, grilled burgers are amazing, but when you're talking about this kind of beef, the more caramelization you get, the better I mean it. You don't just want the grill marks caramelizing, you want the whole thing nice and crisp. And then same idea, six minutes on one side, flip, add your cheese. If you're adding cheese, cook until it's the desired doneness, probably about another six to eight minutes on the second side. And then you're building your burgers. I really like a brioche bun for this, nice and soft and buttery, bringing out the buttery flavor in that meat. Split them open, lettuce, tomato, red onion, onion. I really, really think that a burger needs dill pickles. That's my thing, dill pickle slices. I actually ask in restaurants if I'm thinking about ordering a burger, if they have pickles and what kind of pickles they are. Recently, somebody even brought me a little bowl of their pickles so I could taste and make sure. It was kind of a weird conversation. It was very sweet that she did that. But I'm just saying, I love a dill pickle on my burger. And so that's what I would do here. But you do what you love as you should be doing on any day as special as this. I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes for the podcast episode, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there. I'm your fairly newly Americanized friend, Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all-new chicken cookbook, and from this podcast recipe of the day. I hope you have a fantastic, celebratory, amazing day. Let's get cooking.